0: What a delight and a joy to see you on this Sunday morning as we begin a brand new year. I like new beginnings, don't you? And I'm excited about what the Lord is doing and uh, what we're anticipating for this year ahead of us. And we're just uh, as I said, so glad that you're here this morning. I know a lot of folks are still out of town. But thank the Lord you came today. Make sure your neighbor feels appreciated. Turn to both sides, tell them said, "Man, I'm glad you came this morning." this is going to be a little different for the next few minutes i just want to um, invite all of the church family to just kind of gather around mentally for the next few minutes and and pretend that this is just a fireside chat let's just talk about a few things and um Then look at what we feel like the Lord's calling us to in the year ahead. If you're visiting with us this morning, you're welcome. Join the family. If we had popcorn, we'd give you some too. Um, We we, we just want to share together. And uh, even if you have not been a part of New Hope very long, uh, perhaps some of the information that I'm going to give in the next few minutes, will just help you know more about us and and why we're here and what we're doing. First of all, I want to tell you that 2017 is going to be, well, and this is not by choice or decision. This is just the facts of what we see happening in the world. 2017 is a year of transition. How many of you see that on the world stage? I mean, things are changing Things are changing in our country. Things are changing in Europe. Things are changing in the Middle East. Things are changing in Africa. Things are changing in China. Things are changing all over the world. And this year is going to be a year of rapid transition. And, um, you know, there's a verse of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 46 that mentions the fact that first there is the natural and then there's the spiritual so prophetically, many times we can get insight and, uh, and see where we're going spiritually from what we see going on in the, in the natural world around us. So if there's transition in the natural world around us, I think it stands to reason that there's going to be some transition in the church. Because remember, the church is the body of Christ sent to minister in this world. And if the world is changing, then the church is going to do some changing as well so that we might minister more effectively uh, to, to the changes in the culture that we see around us. That, that has always been the case. Church today doesn't look anything like church did uh, 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Church a hundred years ago didn't look anything like um, church did five hundred years before that. There's always been those transitions. Now that's not that's not bad. In fact, that's a good thing. Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He told us to make disciples. We're in this world. We're not of this world. We're part of the kingdom of this world, but we are sent to help make effective change in the world. So as the world is changing, the church must exert its influence to see that that change is for the better and not for the worse. Amen? That's what God wants us to do. Now, for New Hope, and kind of the theme for this year is going to be a time to rebuild in this transition time, a time to be rebuilt. I want to give you a little history. In fact, I, I picked up the last pictorial director that we had and, and uh, turned to the little first page. There's a little history there. And I thought the best way to keep this brief, because if I start just trying to talk and tell you the history of New Hope, we'll be here till about three or four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, those of you that would be interested enough in history to stay with me, uh, and so I'm not going to do that. This this will help me make it brief. And and for those of you who may not know the history of our church, let me let me just read you a little bit of it. New Hope had its beginning in Augusta, Georgia, in 1914. Did you know we were this old? I was not here then, but but. <laughs> But the church is that old. I know some of you think I started it. But uh, I, actually I didn't. It was organized under the name Church of God. And the small congregation worshipped in a frame building on Broad Street in downtown Augusta. That's where we started. Downtown Augusta on Broad Street. Um, 1923 brought a, a change because... In 1923, the church purchased property at 829 Telfair Street. And for the next 30 years, this church worshiped on Telfair and was known as the Telfair Street Church of God. 1953 brought another move. Uh, The church located at 623 Crawford Avenue. And thus became known as the Crawford Avenue Church of God. The church did quite well in the 50s and became a strong influence in the Augusta area. Unfortunately, in the late 60s, the church began to decline in attendance and continued on a downward spiral until 1975. In 1973, they built a new sanctuary in hopes of attracting new attendees. The new building did indeed enhance the appeal and offered opportunity for expanded ministry, but the attrition continued until um, until 1975. And then it stopped, and the church gradually began to grow in 1976. Actually... The attendance in 1975 was exactly what it was in 1974. That's the first time that it stopped in seven straight years. It was going down, 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 down. And the church had lost most of its young people, had lost most of its young married couples. And, um, and, and by the help and the grace of God and a lot of prayers of people, things stopped and turned around in 1976. Then on August the 13th, 1989, a church that began as New Hope Christian Center merged with Crawford Avenue Church of God. This young church, only four years old, added new life to the downtown congregation. The coming together of the two churches brought a name change for both. New Hope Church of God became the official name of the blended congregations. Growth had been steady and at times rapid since 1989 until April the 17th, 1994. The congregations united into one facility at 4301 Wheeler Road. That's just one mile up the road here. Anybody know where that is? It's presently a Seventh-day Adventist church. We sold that building to them and that property to them when we relocated here. That's when we bought this facility um, and um, changed our name to New Hope Worship Center. In 19, that was in 1997. The congregation moved into this building. There's uh, 56,300 square feet in this building. And uh, originally, this congregation seated 1,000 people. And then a couple of years later, we expanded. We kicked the walls out so that we could now take care of 1,500 people in this facility. In uh, 2002, we bought the building next door to us and Those of you that are not familiar with the building next door, that building is twice the size of this building, almost twice the size of this building. It's almost 100,000 square feet next door. That's where we do our outreach ministries from. That's where we have our food pantry. That's where we have our um, uh, vehicles located for the bridge ministry and and all of the things that they do is over there uh, as well. And so um, that kind of gives you a little capsule of, of where we have come from to get where we are. Now, um, and the first thing I want to tell you is that when that attrition stopped in 1975 and gradual growth began for a few years, after two or three years, God gave us a vision and that's when the growth really began to accelerate. And this church took off. It, it, was, it was a strange incident that, that happened. I was at the church one morning, just a typical morning, nothing unusual, nothing out of the ordinary, and just walking through the building. And I sur- suddenly felt an impression to pray, just a, a strong uh, impression that I needed to stop right then and pray. So I went into I went to the back hallway and went into a little area that we called a small auditorium. It was actually two classrooms that had a petition that divided them. You could open it up, and, and it would hold probably 50 people. And I, I went in there and started praying, and I had an encounter with God unlike anything I've ever had in my life before or since. I prayed for a little while, and suddenly the presence of God came in that room so strong and so forcible, and I had a vision unlike I, I, in fact i don 't think i 'd ever had a vision, anything like that. It was almost as if I was taken out of my body i, I wasn 't but I, I I could look down on the city of augusta and and I saw the the masses of people around us, and I heard the spirit of the Lord say. I have placed my hand on this church and I'm calling you to arise and take the city. That, from there, as I continued to look, I saw a a metal building on Interstate 20. And uh, it just so happened to be this building. And after after that vision, I started looking for this building and I couldn't find it. And the reason I couldn't find it is because this building hadn't been built yet. And uh, and 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 I searched everywhere for it, and the closest thing I could find was a building at I twenty and Washington Road. Uh, at that time, there was only one big building there, and it was the old J M Fields building. Part of it, most of it, J M Fields, and then Drug Emporium um, had the one one side, a smaller side of it. And uh, our church got excited behind the vision, and and we jumped up and tried to buy that building. And, And we didn't get that job done and it it devastated me. I thought I'd fail God. I thought I'd miss God. I thought I just didn't know where to go from there. But the reason I couldn't leave and I tried to leave, I wanted to leave so bad because, again, I felt like i just failed. I, I didn't understand then what I understand now about visions. And that is when God gives you a vision, many times there is the birth of that vision then there is the death of that vision, and then there is the resurrection of that vision. Remember Joseph in the Old Testament when God gave him all those visions when he was a young teenager, and every, everywhere he went from there was down. He went down to the pit, he went down to Potiphar 's house, he went down to prison, but eventually, after that vision was dead as a hammer, and it looked like it be impossible for that to ever come to pass. God resurrected that vision, and he became prime minister. I didn't didn't know that about visions at that time. For one year, I'd get physically sick every time I went by I-20 and Washington Road. The only thing that kept me here was I could not feel a release from God, and people would call me. And sometimes people that I didn't even know. I had one lady call me from out of state one morning. I didn't know the lady. She didn't know me. She just knew about our church somehow. And she called me and she gave me the same scripture that everybody that called me gave me. And it was the verse from Habakkuk that said, The vision is for an appointed time. At the end it will speak, it will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. And I hung on to that scripture And I hung on to that scripture. And all those years that ensued, the merging of two churches, all of those things. And then one day, Brian Clark came to me and he said, there's a building over here that's for sale called LECO and I want you to go look at it. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I've already been through that on Washington Road. There is no way that I'm going to go look at a building on the interstate again. I, I, I just, we'd already made plans to build a new sanctuary in front of the Wheeler Road building there. But he finally talked me into it. And when I walked in this building, I knew this, this was it. This is what I saw many, many years before. And so God has blessed us and brought us to here. And we've had, we've had some wonderful years here. But let me tell you, when you start doing the work of the Lord, and when, when you begin to affect the kingdom of darkness, with your help, you as a church body in the last 10 years, you've planted over 2,000 churches on the mission field. I mean, that, that's impacting the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Give God praise for that. And when, when because of, of, of your giving and your prayers and your love, we've been able to do other outreach ministries. We hired Brother Roger and, and the bridge ministry was birthed several years ago and continues to impact the city. And, and, and we're seeing lives changed and marvelous things happen. And we're seeing people that have been in poverty that are coming out of it and learning the principles of God's word and, and, and their lives are being changed and, and the enemy's not going to let that go without a battle, amen? So uh, I, I'm, I've given you the vision here. Let's look at, let's just make an assessment of where we are right now. And I'm, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I told you, we just, we just, the church family gathered here this morning and we're going to talk about it. 2016 was a difficult year for us. A very difficult year. It's been difficult for my family. It's been difficult for the church family. Uh, We've been under spiritual attack. We've had some numerical losses. And we're not trying to pretend that's not true. You can look around and see the empty seats and realize that that's a fact. So where are we right now? We're in need of repair. Amen. Amen. When the devil comes in and attacks and we've, ta- we've taken some collateral damage, it's time to stop and repair the walls and get ready for the harvest. Because listen, folks, God's call has not changed for this church. We still have a mandate that, that we have got to fulfill. We have a responsibility. We're going to answer to God for the things that God has called us to. And, and God's love for this house has not changed. And God's blessings for this house has not changed. We're, we're seeing blessings in many areas that, that, that God is just giving just to, in the last few months, things that we didn't even expect in and, and the, and the way of giving has come to this house. And, and God is blessing us. But we must stop this year and rebuild and that's why you see this big number here. I, I had no idea they were going to make it that big. We, we were talking in, the, in a meeting the other day with all of the, 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 the staff and, and programming this and talking about what we're going to do this year. And um, th- this idea came up, and, and I said, Well, I, I wish we had a big circle. And uh, Chris Johnson called me the other day. He said, Come in the auditorium. I want to see if this circle's big enough for you. <laughs> it's. It's, it's big enough. I said, I want a big circle with a 5 2 right in the middle of it. There is a spiritual comparison with what we went through in 2016 as a church. And it's in the Old Testament. Many of you are very, very familiar with it. It's the book of Nehemiah. There's a spiritual comparison. In fact, I want to read to you for my text this morning. I'm just now getting to my text. That don't mean I'm going to preach a long sermon after this. It just means I want to read this scripture now. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. Look at this. Here's Nehemiah speaking. He said, then I told them how the hand of God had been favorable to me and also about the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they thoroughly supported the good work. Here's what had happened. Israel had been under siege. In fact, for many years they were in Babylonian captivity and they'd come back to their homeland and, and were trying to reestablish things and things were growing and, and things were doing great. Ezra had brought uh, expeditions of people into the multiplied thousands and tens of thousands and, and, and the work of the Lord had gone on and suddenly because of the attack of the enemy, things had halted and stopped. And Nehemiah got a burden for what was going on there. And he said to the king, in fact, he was the king's cupbearer. The king noticed one morning that he looked sad and he said, Nehemiah, what's wrong? You don't usually have a sad countenance in my presence. And he told him, he said, How, how can I be happy in your presence when, when the walls of my city, Jerusalem, are broken down? And, and the king was very compassionate towards him and gave him everything he needed to go back home and to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls of that city. And so he did. This verse that I just read to you was what when Nehemiah said to the people, it's time to rebuild. And they responded with a positive note and said, let's go for it. Let's arise and build. Let's get the job done. Now, now here's the thing. It looked impossible. In fact, there were people all around them from other nationalities that were making fun of them and saying, you'll never rebuild that place, that's for sure. And they and, and said, it's impossible the task that you're taking on. God miraculously... Listen to me, folks. This was the hand of God and the anointing of God when the people came together in one mind and one accord and said, that's it. That's what we need to do. It's time for us to rebuild. Let's rebuild. Let's do it. Let's go for it. In 52 days, the walls were completed. 52 days. We got 52 Sundays in 2017. And I'm here to tell you prophetically, and I, I'm not just saying this to try to generate enthusiasm or excitement or emotion or momentum or anything else. I'm telling you what I feel in my spirit from spending time in fasting and prayer with God. I believe that at the 52nd Sunday of 2017, you're going to see the new hope house of God stronger than it's ever been, larger than it's ever been. Amen. This is our year. This is our year. God's calling on us to get to the task. The time is so crucial. The time is so important. And so I want to give you what I feel like is a mandate that we feel from God. This is not a one-person mandate. I'm speaking this morning for all of your staff. This is what we feel from the Lord, that we have a mandate from God to rebuild the walls and prepare for a harvest. I believe with all of my heart Everything I can understand from the scripture that the change and the shaking that's going on in the world right now is preparing the church for the greatest harvest, for preparing the bride of Christ for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of that. This year, you know, for the past several years, we've started in January with a 21-day fast, this year we're going to do it a little bit different. There are four quarters in the year. We've divided the, the year again following the four quarters of the year. And instead of fasting 21 days at the beginning, we're going to fast a week together at the beginning of each quarter. Next Sunday I'm going to encourage all of those of you that will to join us in fasting for seven days Right here at the beginning of January, as we kick off for this new year, we'll do that again at the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter. And uh, actually, if my math is right, that comes up to be 28 days instead of 21. So we're actually adding more days to it. But we we want to sincerely go before God in prayer at the beginning of this year. And there are four walls that I believe this house needs to rebuild. For us to prepare adequately for the harvest that's coming. The first wall is the wall of prayer. Listen, folks, the house of God must be a house of prayer. It must be a house of prayer. Jesus said that. You remember when Jesus went into the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and, and and we focus on him getting rid of a bunch of crooks. But don't forget what he said. The reason for purging the house was to get the house to become a house of prayer. In other words, those that were left were the remnant. They were the people of God that were one mind and one accord and willing to come together and pray. And we're calling on this house for the first quarter of this year to rebuild that wall of prayer. We want to be known as a house of prayer. Jesus said, my Father's house shall be called a house of prayer. God's given me a little method that we're already working in our staff. We're beginning by making a list of people that we pray for every week. And it's my desire, and and I believe we can accomplish this. I believe that by the end of 2017, every person in this church will be prayed for by somebody specifically and by name on a regular basis every week of the world. It's very simple to do. We'll start off with three people that we're praying for. And we'll just let them know we're praying for them. We'll add three more to that until we get up to a group of 12. That's what Jesus spent his life ministering to was a group of 12. And we'll have 12 people that we're praying for and we'll encourage those people to pray for 12 people. And and, and 12 becomes 144 and 144 becomes 1728. And you can see how the multiplication will go until every person. I have my list of people. I've been doing this for years. I have, I have several groups of twelve that I pray for but they're, 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 they're people that I pray for every week of the world. And I contact those people and say, I just want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Is there anything special that you need me to pray for? Can you imagine, can you imagine the spiritual impact? How would you like to come to church this morning knowing that there's somebody in this church that's been praying for you this week by name and praying for your family members and praying for your lost children and praying for your loved ones and praying for whatever specific. Need that you might have. That's what the body of Christ ought to be. God wants us to be in one mind and one accord, praying, bearing one another's burdens, and caring one for another to do the work of the Lord. The second wall we need to rebuild is the, is the wall of worship. And, and Jesus said, You remember this? When he talked to the woman at the well, he said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And here's the kicker. Jesus said, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. You know what God's looking for this morning? Worshippers. worshipers. He's looking for that. Now, now, th- th- this is probably will, will be the easiest wall for us to rebuild because this wall's not torn all the way down. Amen. We're we're still worshiping God, but we can we can add another brick to that wall, can't we? We can build it a little higher. We can we can perfect it a little more. We can bring it more into maturity. It, let me tell you what happened in the temple when Jesus went in and overturned the t- t- uh, uh, tables of the money changers and and, and purified the temple. And then he said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer. And, and, and then miracles begin to happen. And, and Jesus even, glory to God, Jesus even quoted from Psalms chapter 8. And, and he talked about perfected praise. And, and that quote used to bother me. I knew that Jesus couldn't possibly misquote the word because he is the word. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, that he is the living Word. But Psalms chapter 8 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy of the avenger. Now, when Jesus quoted it, he said, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, thou hast perfected praise that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Now, he said, perfected praise. David said, ordained strength. And I went to God in prayer. I said, Lord, I know Jesus didn't misquote the word. What am I missing here? And the Holy Spirit just gave me revelation insight. He said, son, perfected praise brings powerful strength. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that word perfected praise there simply means mature. In other words, it's developed to another level. How many of you can use a little more strength for 17 than you had in 16? Amen. Well, let's rebuild that wall of praise. Let's build it higher. Let's build it stronger. Let's build it more powerful than it's ever been. Let's praise God with everything that's in us, our spirit, our soul, our body, our life, everything. And we do that, God will give us strength. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise for a few minutes here. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God. The third wall we're going to rebuild this year is the wall of evangelism. It's the call to the body of Christ to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're going we're gonna to increase our missions effort. We're going to increase our outreach efforts. We're going to do more, not less, amen? And, and we're going into our world I can't go to India with Brother George. He's going back in just a few days, isn't it? He's he's going back over there. I, I can't I can't go there. But I live in a world here. God's calling on all of us to go into our world. It, 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 if we would just if we would just develop our own testimony and just start sharing it around us. I was listening to a man just a, a couple hours ago on the radio and he was, he was telling just how he, just natural life evangelism. He he just said, he said, I, I do things like, he said, I, I go into a restaurant for coffee and he said, I go there every morning and he said, I've been there, going there so long till they know who I am and said, so one morning I said to the man that owns the place, I said, sir, um you know I like this business. Um I like your coffee. I like your donuts. I like I like what I stop in and get here. And I pray for your you may not know it but I pray for your business on a regular basis. And he said, "Let me just give you this little card." and said, uh, if, if you don't, if you don't read it, if you don't like it, you don't want to fool with it. Throw it in the garbage can. It's fine, and we'll we'll talk about baseball or whatever you want to talk about. But if perhaps there's something you'd like for me to pray about specifically about your business, I'd, I'd be glad to do that. Just 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 tell me what it is. Give me a call. My number's on there. He said it wasn't but a few days till the man called, and he said I need some help in an area. And he said, I began praying for He said, I was able to lead him to Jesus. And he said, I just do that everywhere I go. I just, amen, just all, it just natural evangelism. We're not trying to put you through a course and put you under obligation and responsibility and make you feel like you failed if you don't, if you don't uh, do more than somebody else. I'm just saying, let your light shine in your world where you live, there are people and the transition that's coming, they're gonna be ready to hear, amen, the gospel of Jesus. And then fourthly and finally, we're going to rebuild the wall of discipleship. We're already doing that with our small, our connect groups, our small groups. Discipleship. But that's going to multiply. I believe that's going to explode before this year is over. I'd like to see it double this year, wouldn't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me conclude by giving you this verse of Scripture from John chapter four and verse 35. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Now look at what Jesus is doing. This is so typical of his preaching and his his ministry. He takes the natural to give them a spiritual principle. He said, look around. And he was living in a, an agrarian society. So all of them were familiar with, with harvest time, seed time, harvest, time to plow, time to sow, time to reap, and so forth. They, that, that was just as natural to them as, uh, as breathing air. They knew that. He said, look around. He said, I know what you're saying when you look at the fields right now. You're saying in about four months, these fields will be ready to harvest but then he switches over into the spiritual realm. And he said, and he's talking to his disciples here. He said, in the spiritual realm, the fields are ripe already to harvest. They're ripe. They're ready. Can I say to you this morning that, that the fields are ripe? What we do for God, we've got to do quickly. Listen, church. We're going to have all eternity to enjoy our rewards, but we've got one short breath of time to win those rewards. Amen. And we're in it right now, and I believe that while we're building, we're we're going all, uh, all of this is going to go hand in hand. We're not going to we're not going to just pray and and then just worship and then just evangelize and then just disciple. All of these things are going to be going on at the same time. In fact, when you read Nehemiah, they didn't just build one section of the wall and then go to the next section. He had, he had people building all the walls around Jerusalem. People, everybody had a post where they were stationed. And they had a weapon in one hand and a trial in the other. They said, we're going to whip the devil while we rebuild the walls. Glory to God. Amen. And, and I'm speaking this morning with spiritual boldness by faith. We're going to whip the devil while we rebuild these walls. Amen. This is, this is going to be a year of victory. This is going to be a year of victory. This is going to be a year of victory. This is going to be a year when you see your loved ones that you've been praying for come home. This is going to be a year when some of those things that you've sought for for a long time and wondered why those prayers hadn't been answered yet, they're coming, they're coming the answer's on its way. This is a year of change. This is a year of transition. This is <laughs> glory to God. Stand with me if you will, please, this morning. Let's give God some praise. Will you do that? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. God. In fact, this month, we're going to, next Sunday, I'm going to challenge all you folks that are 50 years and older to get back in the saddle and get with it, amen? (laughs) The following week, Pastor Reagan's going to challenge those of you that are in that younger married group to find your place and get busy. And the week after that, Pastor Tony is going to challenge the young folks. Amen. Young folks are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. We're, amen. We're. And, then the, and then the final Sunday of this month, you're going to see Pastor Steve do something you didn't know he could do. He's going to preach. He's going to, amen. He's going to challenge all you folks that God has gifted and blessed and to, to get with it. Amen. It's time to arise and build. Arise and build. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you today to just bow your head for a moment, if you will. Precious Father, we stand here today so keenly aware that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're here as ambassadors for Christ, representing the kingdom of God. And Lord, our purpose for being here is so that we can impact in a positive way the culture around us and that we can gather in the harvest and that we can bring to you men and women, boys and girls that Jesus died for, hung on the cross so that they could have life. And Lord, we just ask you this morning to speak to our hearts holy spirit i pray that you will challenge us in a way that is beyond what i can do and lord it's 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 not for me and it's not for the house uh, for any selfish reasons but lord this is a this house that we're in this morning you have supernaturally provided it for us lord in going over our history i didn't I didn't go over the miracles you gave us to purchase it. We, we couldn't be here this morning if you had not miraculously given to us supernatural favor and blessings. You, you, gave us, you gave us everything that's on this property, the property itself, and you put us in this strategic location for a purpose. Lord, it's your house. We want to glorify you We don't want to lift up a man, but we want to lift up Jesus. For Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men to me. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to our hearts and challenge us on this first Sunday of this new year in a way that we've never been challenged before. And Lord, may this be, and I declare by faith that this shall be the greatest year that many of us have experienced in our own life, our entire lifetime. We're believing you this year for miracles of healing, miracles of deliverance, miracles of provision, miracles of, of of supernatural effect in our lives for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. I want my wife to come and join me. Will you just come stand here with me? And I'm going to ask you this morning if you're willing. Come, come on up. We we we've. we've Committed together this year to pray more, to seek God more, to stay in the Word more. It, it's not time to slow down. Amen. We're going after it for for God's glory and for the kingdom of the Lord. And we're believing God for some specific miracles in our own lives and our own family this year. And we, wanna, we want to, part of what we're, we'll be doing this year is praying for you individually, specifically. And if you're willing this morning, if the Lord, if any of this has resonated in your heart, and you'll say, Preacher, I, I, I believe that 2017 is a year for me to rebuild, I, I'm going to shore up some things in my own personal life. Uh, there uh, may be some areas where some things have broken down, or some some guard posts have been damaged, and you just need to sure up some things. You need to rebuild some things. Maybe you need to rebuild on your prayer life for your your witnessing or whatever. But you, you'll say, I, "I'm going to rebuild this year. This this is going to be this is going to be a great year." for God's glory in my life. And I hear the call for this house and I'm willing to join it. If that speaks to you, would you just come down close this morning and just join us for a closing prayer? I know everybody can't get right down to the front, but come as close as you can. Come as close as you can. Glory to God. If your family's close by, would you, would you just kind of get with them? And I, I, I'd like to, husbands and wives together, if, if your children are in here and they can get, get with you, just let, let's just let's just join together in prayer and believe God. Hallelujah. By the way, if there's anyone here today that's unsaved, if you'll If you'll take advantage of this moment and just open your heart and invite Jesus in, you can be saved right here in this closing prayer. Amen? You can be saved. You can be saved. You can be set free. If if you're struggling with an addiction, if you're struggling with a bondage... Maybe it's something nobody knows about. It's in the secret part of your heart. I don't don't know of anything that your heavenly father would rather do this morning on this first day of this new year than to set you free and let you charge into this new year with victory and freedom in your life for his glory. So just surrender it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I can't carry this anymore and I I can't make the change by myself, but I'm gonna ask you this morning to take that. I give it to you. Would you join me now? Join hands together with those next to you if you're comfortable with that. And let's pray for each other. Pray for this house. Father God, on this first Sunday, we commit this year to you. Lord, 2017 belongs to Jesus. Lord, for the advancement of the kingdom of God. We're believing you this year, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to do a work in our own hearts and lives. We dedicate and commit ourselves to you. We give you what we are, our past, our present, our future, our spirit, our soul, our body, everything we are and everything we have and everything we hope to be. Lord, we commit to you this morning. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that this will be the greatest year that we've ever experienced. Now, right there in your own way, just, just make your own commitment to God, your own New Year's resolution. What, what you will do, Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Right out of your heart, just, just talk to the Lord. And, and, and don't be bashful. Ask God for big things. God said, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. God's not afraid of your requests. You're not going to ask anything too big for him. Just go ahead right where you are just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. God bless our people as they pray. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.